And hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports, episode 5. Uh, last week, you know, you guys saw we had a 4 and 4.5. Obviously we're still having a little bit of the issues um, trying to connect between me and King. And uh, we have some ideas in the, the pipeline to uh, hopefully figure that out. Um, Hopefully King will, I'm pretty sure he'll have a episode this week, especially with uh, tonight being Game 5 of uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, the Capitals leading 3-1. to one. You know, will, will Vegas become strong again and, you know, pull a comeback and win the next three games to, to win it all? Um, fairly quiet weekend, you know, for myself. Uh, did get the bare knuckle brawl, or I'm sorry, bare knuckle boxing, and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later on. But uh, I will say it was very entertaining. It definitely exceeded my expectations of, uh, of you know of what it was. Um, we'll talk a little bit of uh, basketball, uh, Cavaliers, Sixers. You know, the, especially with the Sixers uh, fiasco that was going on with their GM. Uh, we'll also get into uh, later, uh, earlier today with T.O. declining his Hall of Fame invitation. And uh, you'll, you'll see how I truly feel about T.O. Um, and also... Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, the whole Donald Trump versus uh, the Philadelphia Eagles saga. Um, I'm not very political, but you know I'm starting to get sick and tired of it, of of it, of the whole Trump versus NFL thing. But again, that'll probably be more in the middle of the show. That we'll get into that, but so we'll start off uh, start off with the NBA with uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Losing, I believe it was last night they played. Was it last night or um, yeah, yeah, it was last night. But I, I had a laugh a little bit when I woke up and I saw that they, they lost uh, before I went to bed. Uh, someone posted uh, on Twitter, uh, you could uh, so they were wheeling in and it looked like a big giant L, and the the meme was uh, bringing the L in for the the Warriors. And then when I woke up, it was played like rewound and the caption was Cavaliers taking the L back home or back out something like that but it was it was kind of funny but you know that ends the, the, the Cavaliers season and possibly LeBron moving on to the next team which quite possibly could be the, the 76ers um, which I mean if, if he were to, to show up with the Sixers that team would be very impressive. Uh, with, you know, Ben Simmons there, and 
uh, I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong, jo Joel Embidi, Embidi, I think it is, but I mean, just seeing some highlights throughout the, the season with those guys, they're a very talented, very young uh, group of guys, and uh, just to be just to be doing it together for a year or two since since they could you know been healthy together, um, it's, it's very impressive. And if you stick LeBron in there, it'd almost be like another another super team, just about ten years younger. And you know, speaking of the Sixers, uh, it's been going on for at least a week now about their their GM, Colangelo, uh, supposedly having burner Twitter accounts, bashing some of the players, some of the front office people, um, trying to defend himself. So, uh, investigation was uh, put in place. To find out, you know, was it really him? Because he was denying and saying it wasn't him. You know, he would never do something like that. And turns out, it was his wife, uh, with all the the burner accounts and you know, putting down former players, um, players that are on teams now. Um, some information like uh, the one, the, I'm not even sure if he's still on the same, uh, if he's still on the, the team. But uh, he, uh, in the, the injury that the, the one player had is, is what caused the one trade for him to fall through. Um, so I mean, after <coughs> after having the investigation, and everything that the Sixers finally realized, you know, okay, he didn't do it, but we just we don't just don't trust you no more. So they accept his his resignation. And uh, the head coach is uh, taking over the GM duties for now as they, they search for a new GM. And um, But you know what? I mean, maybe having the head coach of this team looking at the, you know, play, possible free agents uh, to, to go after might not be a bad idea because, I mean, again, he's taken a very young team to the playoffs within two, three years of putting these players together. And uh, maybe maybe just hiring a, a consultant for him, you know, until, until he gets some experience as, as a GM of, of how to do all this, how to do the trades, the salary caps, all that, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, go from there. But with Colangelo, you know, reading up on him, and everything, this, this really did take a, his career de definitely did take a, a hit here. He was a uh, very well known, and uh, I think it said he was a two or three time executive of the year. And you know, I, I just wonder if any other teams are going to be able to trust him. Um, he says that he never shared any of this information with his wife. You know, you know very sensitive in information. Well, how did your wife find out about it? Who were you talking to that she was around? And to, to be able to hear you about it. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very interesting thing that happened. Um, just makes you wonder, in all sports, are, are there any uh, burner accounts for other GMs and coaches and players and stuff like that? 
uh, which uh, brings me to uh, Tio because he he's fairly active on on Twitter. Which speaking of Twitter, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo St Sports. You can give a, a shout out to, to King on, on Twitter at King of Skunk Duck, or you can follow us. The, the show at ST Sports Podcast. Um, I've been lately doing a lot more uh, live tweeting during UFC fights or any type of uh, live sporting events. And uh, I did it for the, the bare knuckle boxing and had some interactions with some of the fans, which was pretty cool, pretty fun. And you know, I don't mind some arguments. I mean, there were some arguments on there with, with me, so. I'm okay with that. I, I like to have some little inter- interactions with you. But uh, back to uh, the T.O. situation. So earlier today, T.O. announced that he is not going to the, the Hall of Fame inductions ceremony. Uh, he said that uh, he, he in his statement he released said that he's going he rather c- celebrate it different area with you know different type of situation and details will be coming soon I mean is anyone really surprised that T.O. pulled this he's always been about himself even when he was with the Niners I mean that's that's where he, he started to go downhill with the selfishness you know Jerry Rice was on team bashed him because he wanted to be the guy but I'm sorry you're not you're no Jerry Rice um is his stats impressive should he have been in the Hall of Fame yes he should have been but not not first year nominee and a lot of people thought he should have been and I said and you know I've argued with King about this for a while that Stats, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, stats shouldn't be everything. It, it should be the, the, the person as well, too. Uh, and his selfishness between the 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cowboys, it, it always followed him. Wherever he went, it always followed him. And, you know, I won't lie, when he was available... Uh, from the, the 49ers when we traded for him you know I was excited you know because yeah, you ask anybody that knows me when it comes to Eagles I love Don McNabb he was he was my first real quarterback that I like to follow and as T.O. said that's my quarterback you know that's my quarterback man and I, I've always followed him. Even when we went to the uh, Redskins, um, I got a little McFarlane model of, of him. I didn't care that he went to the Redskins. It's just I liked him. And I, I thought he, at the end there, got, got a, a bad shake uh, getting traded to the Redskins. But you know, that's the nature of the business. And you have to accept it. Um, and then, when, you know, when we traded for him and, you know, almost got to the Super Bowl, well, you know, almost won it in that offseason when he started pulling the I want a new contract and 
uh, redone and this and that and the other thing. Dude, you just signed a year ago. You, you shouldn't be even eligible to even look at your contract. Um, you should have got a better agent to negotiate that, that contract for you. So he held out and, uh, you know, took shots at McNabb, took shots at Andy Reid. Start doing the, the sit-ups in his driveway, like, just, just all that stuff, just disrespectful. And, I mean, if, if you really want to be a team player and want to win the big game, show up, do your job, go home. You know, okay, say it's your last year of contract. That's when you, that's, that's when you start negotiating and, you know, saying what you're worth. Not the, 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 the year after you sign. And I, I think all that type of stuff is what hurt him from getting in as a first, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. And when he did finally get voted in, I just, I, I just knew something like this was gonna happen. He was gonna make a big deal about it. I was glad that they didn't kind of make him uh, like the, the head of the class type deal. Uh, not really sure who is the head of class just because there are so many great inductees going in. I hope uh, my boy Brian Dawkins is because he was a beast on the field and very, very smart with his with his words and his speeches. Very motivational. Uh, if I was the Hall of Fame committee, I, I would, I would withdraw his his induction you know like what greater achievement can you get other than winning a Super Bowl than being inducted into the Hall of Fame and you want and you want to sit there and say oh I want to you know celebrate a different way what do you want to sit at home and celebrate with your family take them with you take them to Canton with you I mean you still have money it's not like it's gonna cost you five billion dollars to take your family there I'm sure you get uh, a certain amount of, of tickets for yourself and uh, but when I saw that today I'm like yeah typical TOE and even some of the, the ESPN writers and the NFL network writers I, I've been seeing say you know that's TO being TO which is a shame because he's a very talented receiver one talented person that isn't is uh, Mr. Donald Trump as far as it comes to football. Um, so a couple days ago the Philadelphia Eagles were supposed to go to the White House for the Super Bowl um, ceremony for the you know the champions and a handful of Eagles players weren't gonna go and the president released a statement, you know, saying basically, if you're not going to kneel during the anthem, don't even bother coming. And then, from my understanding, a few more players dropped out because of that, and basically got down to only one player was going to go, which was Nick Foles. So then Trump came out and said, Philadelphia Eagles, period, are not invited. They are not allowed to come here. Which is a shame, because... Chris Long, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Zach Ertz, they all love doing uh, community work. 
and it came out that they had a lot of uh, a lot of events in place to improve, you know, playgrounds in DC or go to schools to talk to the kids or whatnot. Not, you know, not just the ceremony at the White House. So Trump decided to uh, turn into a ceremony for the flag, for the American flag, um, since these NFL players don't want to, you know, respect the flag and the anthem and things like that. And listen, I'm not political. Um, I try to stay out of it. But this is starting to get ridiculous with basically Trump versus the NFL. And you know what? I keep seeing some people say it's it's because the NFL wouldn't let him buy the Buffalo Bills a few a few years back. It's starting to make me think. Like, is it really? I mean, it's it's kind of petty if it is. You know, it was between, from what I remember, it was between him, Bon Jovi. Um, I think just the, the 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 person that ended up buying them. I mean, you you've had companies go bankrupt. So why would the NFL want to give a multi-million, multi-billion dollar maybe team to a person that runs businesses into the ground? So in a way, I don't blame the NFL for not selling to Donald Trump. Don't be taking it out on the players and the fans. And then when you want to say, "Oh, uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagles fans, your 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 team abandoned you," well, you know what? They didn't abandon me. You know, it's not. It wasn't a contract obligation to go there. It was a right. If they want to go, they could go. If not, that was their right. And I'm okay with some of them saying they didn't want to go. You know, they, they have their reasons why they're protesting, whether you feel they're right or wrong, or if I feel they're right or wrong. That's their right. That's why we have the amendments. We have these rights to do that. Um, I, I gotta try to stop being so political. <laughs> like I said, I, I hate trying to be, I hate being political about this, but it just, I'm, I'm tired of seeing basically Trump fiddling with the NFL. You know, the NFL passed the, the anthem uh, policy two weeks ago. And that was, again, that was the league trying to please Trump and pushing it down to the teams to figure out how to uh, punish the players. But, uh, so as far as the, the team not showing up, you know, I'm glad Doug Peterson finally spoke up, the, I think it was two days after, no, it was yesterday, I'm sorry, it was yesterday, the 6th, because they were supposed to go to the 5th, and for him to say, you know, uh, I answered enough questions about the the whole saga, I don't want to answer anymore. And, here, and here's the other part about this saga that irritates me too is, and this is all sports with, with, with the media. You know, you had Fox uh, Fox News when it broke out that uh, Trump disinvited the, the the Eagles. 
posted a picture of Zach Ertz kneeling on the ground and saying a lot of the Eagles players knelt this year during the anthem and you know this is why Trump's not letting them come and this that, and the other thing listen I watch every Eagles game from kickoff till triple zeros at the end I've never seen a Philadelphia Eagle kneel I've seen them do their form of protesting which wasn't kneeling but I've never seen them kneel and Zach Ertz rightfully so went on Twitter and put them on blast and it turned out the pictures that they were posting were the Eagles players kneeling well before the anthem saying a prayer for all the players safeties in, in the games that, you know that day so Fox News about a half hour hour later posted a apology saying that they didn't know that these pictures were taken well before the anthem you are a worldwide probably known news station how do you not have your ducks in a row before you post that type of stuff and, and make those type of comments that goes for any sports writer or um, you know analyst or anything like that uh, but you know, I'm just tired of this whole Trump versus NFL thing. I, I just wish they would just finally say, you know what? We're going back to running the league how we ran it for all these years and made billions and billions of dollars. We're done listening to you. We're done letting you affect our league. So this past Saturday, uh, Saturday night, like I said earlier in the show, uh, I got the bare knuckle boxing. Um, I was very impressed. Uh, going into it, I, I, you know, it was only thirty bucks. Figured if it's if it's garbage, if it feels like a WWE, you know, pay per view, it's only thirty dollars. No big deal. I just won't get it again. So me and the fiance. Uh, you know, stay up and watch because she was curious about it. I was explaining to her what it was, and you know, first time since 1889, I think they said it's been uh, legalized, and first time since I think it's at 1700s that it's been like commissioned or sanctioned. So I mean, everything was legit as they kept promoting it, and um, so, like I said, you know, I was explaining to her, you know, it's, I mean, it's flat out bare knuckles. All they do is they tape your your wrist and your thumb, um, put you in basically a boxing ring, and uh, say, beat the crap out of each other. And let me tell you, every fight, every fighter, bet the crap out of each other. I mean, it, it was fast paced. It was very. Uh, bloody. I, I don't think there was one fighter not cut or bloodied up. Um, came on about 9 o'clock. Me being used to UFC type pay-per-views, I'm thinking, okay, I'll be over by midnight, 1 o'clock. It was a 10-fight uh, ten card. The first three fights were over within the first 
10 minutes of the show. Uh, knockouts, uh, you know, doctor stoppages, stuff like that. And, you know, I was live tweeting it, and that's when I was finally completely 100% sold on it. Is when it was, I think it was the second or third fight, um, one guy had a, a nasty cut uh, on his forehead. And the ref was keeping a close eye on it. And, uh, you know, called timeout to the timekeeper to stop the clock. Brought the doctor in. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And, you know, doctor came in. There he had his, his um, commission shirt. You know, it's not like uh, the, the crew shirt or whatever you would, you would see normally or security type shirts. It, it, it was a legit doctor and if they had the, the, the stitch man in there. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, this, this is legit. And from then on, I mean, it was very entertaining. I, I will say there was one nasty knockout though. Uh, if you could, I'm not sure if it would be on YouTube, but if, if you look on the internet, Look up Pringle versus Shoemaker. I think uh, Shoemaker uh, spells his name S H E W M A K E R. Heavyweights, uh, they were about 250, 260, around that weight. And what they do, what they, what they say, the, the refs would say toe line, and there was uh, right in the middle of the ring there was the line. They tow it, and how they say fight is scrape knuckles. Ref said total line, they towed it, said scrape knuckles, heavyweight stepped back, both of them, and they're looking, looking, about nine seconds in, I mean, he unleashed this uh, shoemaker, unleashed this nasty haymaker, I mean, knocked him out cold. It was late when that happened, probably, I want to say about 10, 10.30, I mean, I'm pretty sure I woke up the whole neighborhood. I, I felt sorry for this guy's great-grandkids he hit him so hard I thought he was dead but you know he got up he was fine and everything like that and it, it was good to, to see you know that they were saved and this the shoemaker guy uh, didn't have the microphone cause they, they would do interviews didn't have the microphone near his mouth yet but you overheard him say to Pringle I'm buying you a beer after this fight so even after these fights, they're back to being friends. And even though the one fight was um, a friend versus friend, and um, the one uh, fight that I was really looking forward to was the Beck Rollins fight. Uh, she used to fight in UFC. I was kind of talking about a little bit last weekend. Um, used to fight in UFC. I just always liked her. She's a I believe Australian, so she has that nice hard accent. And I mean, she just demolished this girl. Uh, girl never came out after the first round. She just, I, I, you know, threw the towel in. So she she became the the first women's bare knuckle boxing champion. Um, the heavyweights were having a uh, basically a tournament. And after the pay-per-view was all said and done, they interviewed the, the promoter, and he actually they actually have two more coming up, I believe he said in September and one in later in the year. And I'm telling you what, 
even if it's fifty dollars, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm paying for it. And I told King he's coming over uh, to watch it because, like he like he said on his, his episode, who doesn't like two guys beating the crap out of each other? Whether it's WWE, UFC, NFL, NHL, it don't matter. Um, then the last fight was uh, last fight of the night was uh, Tony Lopez versus oh Jesus what was his name oh man I just went blank now uh, but Tony Lopez when they were talking about it talking about him they said he actually had a chance to be on the UFC 1 card Joey Beltron, I think that's, I think that's who it was that he was fighting. And again, two heavyweights. And by time the match was done, that one went to distance. By time the match was done, honest God, Tony Lopez looked like a Ric Flair from a 1990s WCW Starcade match, where he used to have to hide a little razor in his forehead. Both guys were bloodied. Even after the fight, uh, Joey Beltron said he should have he should have uh, researched a little bit better because he he didn't know what he was getting into. So I mean, these fights aren't for the, the faint of heart. But overall, I'd give it I'd give it a B plus. The only reason why I give it a B plus is they gotta get better commentators these commentators did not know the rules um, when the first uh, match came on they, they read the rules it's 90% basically boxing uh, standing A count no three knockdown rule um, you can clinch but you gotta fight out of it it won't be stopped uh, three two-minute rounds you know so it was 90% boxing rolls but with the clinching you had, to, you had to box out of it and there was two or three matches that the, the fighter would clinch which would be basically grabbing the back of your neck and start punching you commentators were like you know that that's illegal they should be taking points away or um, you know they gotta start they gotta break them up and you know this that and the other thing that's the rule. I mean, you, you, you read it yourself. And, uh, you know, as they kept saying everything like that, and, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I was live tweeting. I, I started to see some of the UFC fighters uh, even tweeting to Bare Knuckle uh, Boxing, their, their Twitter account, about, hey, give us a call. We're better commentators. We're more, you know, into it and stuff like that. So, I, I would love to see better commentating, or at least for them to understand the rules a little bit better. Um, but other than that, I mean that that was that was a very uh, entertaining pay-per-view. Um, I, I really can't wait, can't wait till the next one, uh, which. Hopefully, I think they said would be in September. Um, 
And then, you know, also with the, the fighting feel here, uh, we also have USC 225 coming up this weekend, which I think is a, a pretty good looking card. Um, the one, there's actually three, three or four fights I'm looking forward to. The one that I, I believe is going to be starting off the, the card is good old CM Punk versus Mike Jackson. I'm sorry, I liked CM Punk when he was a wrestler. I hope he gets destroyed again and calls calls it a career and just goes back to wrestling. Um, if you have followed our shows, you know, a year ago when, when he first announced, you know, we were making fun of him. I mean, he looked, he looked terrible. Uh after weight cuts and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just don't like seeing him in UFC. Um, another one is uh, Holly Holm versus Megan Anderson. I, I think I saw somewhere that if Holly Holm wins this fight, she's going up uh, against Cyborg again. Which the first time around was the first time I saw someone give Cyborg a run for her money. And I would like to see that fight happen again. I think that would be another entertaining fight. Um, you know, I mean, she she took the shots and everything uh, from him, or from her. Uh, but to, to finish off the the UFC talk here, Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker. Uh, I believe for the actual title, um, that that's two heavy-handed guys. I I, I feel. Someone's getting knocked out, and I, I think it's going to be a a good match, a good fight. But uh, that all being said, uh, it's nice being back again. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening to me. Hopefully, uh, King will get an episode out, maybe a, a, a .5 episode, and uh, another week or two, you know, me and King will figure this out and be on the same page with each other. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ST Sports Podcast. That's for uh, obviously the the show. You can follow me at Jimbo ST Sports, and you can follow King at King of Skunk Duck. You can swing by our uh, webpage, uh, StayTunedSports.wordpress.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're always posting stuff there. Um, any comments and listen anytime that you guys want us to talk about something or just shoot us a message whether it's on Twitter or Facebook uh, you can catch the show on iTunes uh, go over to Podbean and you know check us out there uh, we're trying to get on some other platforms and um, get out to get out to the world and take over the world with, with this thing But uh, it's been a good show, guys. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. It's your good friend Jimbo signing out.